It's time for the Motown Rundown, presented by Impact 89 FM, WDBM. This is your home for all things Detroit sports, from the Lions and Tigers to the Pistons and Red Wings. Now here's your host, Ryan Rabinowitz. All righty, Motown Rundown, April 15th. We're still here. We're hanging on by a thread. Ryan Rabinowitz, Ryan Collins, Trent Bailey. We're locked inside still. So as we do before each episode kicks off now, our weekly uh, quarantine check. Trent, we'll start with you. How are you hanging in there? I'm hanging. Um, as usual, I have my support system. I'm doing well. Um, I was telling you before we started recording, I've been learning how to play the bass guitar, which has been kind Excellent. of fun. Slap it a bass. Yeah, it's just a good little, like, you know, thing to keep up with. Pick it up now, because I'm probably never going to have this. Think about this. We're never going to have this much free time in the rest of our lives. Like, Dude, the, yeah, but good. It's it, it, like, this is like. Oh, I know, I know. My dad, just out of left field today, just goes, what did people do with before sports? Like, he just said that to me. Yeah. Like, not, like, in jokingly, just, like, dead serious. He's, like, he's watching some, like, random reels thing that's, like, fake. Like, you know those, like, mobster shows that are just, like, fabricated? Yeah. Like, dude, yeah. what are you watching? He's, like, dude, I, I don't know what else to watch. There's, like, well, it, especially, it, like, think about even back to when there was sports and stuff. They weren't even on TV all the time until recently. So, it's kind of weird to think about that, too. It's, like. I don't know. Take it for granted. But, like, obviously it's not a good thing, but you can – I'm trying to make the most out of no, I feel the situation, you. the time we got, you know. So, it's, it's good. It's fun. Good. Dude, I, I am ready for it to be done, though. Dude, I am so bored. Like, it, it just – I because I, we're at the point, too, in our school semester where, like, at least for me, my schoolwork is substantially slowed down. And, and, like, after this week, I, I think everyone's basically done or, like, whatever. You know what I mean? After the next two weeks, everyone's going to be basically done. And then I, if we're still – if they send us for a little bit more, I literally don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I – like I, I, the thing about it that is just, like, getting to me, like, the weather has been brutal. Like, it, like yeah. it, it went from being super nice. And I was like, last week was fine because I'd, like, go outside, sit out in the sun. And, and, like, do some homework and, like, chip some balls in my backyard. But, like, now I'm just, like, uh, it's snowing today. I can't go outside anyway. What what am I going to do? I don't have, like, any homework today. Like, I like I don't want to play video games all day. The snow is tough. Collins, I've been grinding 2K, by the way. Forgot to t- I where, forgot to add what that are you at? on this check. Well, I'm only at a 75, but, you know, you start at, like, a 65. I started yeah. two days ago. I played for the Rockets. And I'm a, rebounding, I'm a rebounding power forward, Xbox. Yeah, we got to run my part. Dude, I might have to. My guy's a 98. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah. We'll never <laughs> lose. Dude, Bomb. listen to this. Listen to this. I lead the Indiana Pacers to a title in my first year. They don't want to sign me to the max. Like, dude, are you <laughs> kidding me? I'm on the Orlando what, what? Magic now. Are you, are you I, chase I was the money? Petty. Yeah, I was petty. Are you kidding me? And then listen to this. I don't play in Indiana my first game. They signed Anthony Davis and Pastel Siakam. They weren't willing to give me the mats, but they were able to go get 80 and Pastel Siakam somehow. I, I mean, honestly, I was a good That's move, GM. It's a good move. <laughs> well, it is, it's a good move for them, but you, you gave them a ring. <laughs> I know, just dude. just turning and burning. They're going to run you I, to the it, ground. I'm, I'm a rebounding power forward, which is fun because I play with Russ and Harden. 
Like oh, yeah, I'm literally, I'm gonna get Russell Westbrook the MVP. I, every every time I get a defensive board, throw it up court to him. Yeah, I think he got he had like 42 yesterday on the Clippers. It was great. Dude, I, I was gonna ask you guys this when we're talking about wellness chats. Have you guys been watching like any of the Fox Sports Detroit stuff where they're replaying all those games? Yeah, all four finals. I dude, that I rewatched that too, and we were like so young, so I don't really remember like the makeup of that team. Like I remember the makeup of the 05, 06, 07, and 08 team of the Pistons. The Pistons were like throwing out lineups with like Ben Wallace, Corliss Williamson, and Mehmet Okor. Mehmet like, Okor NBA, memo. Dude, the NBA was so different. Like Corliss Williamson was like six seven, like two forty. Like he could yeah. never play the three. And no this, way. Like, and he was like a piece for them. He was like very good. I was, was like, like, this seven, is eight, wild to watch. And, you know, and Ben Wallace, dude, Ben Wallace was laugh out loud bad at offense in the 2004 finals. The fr- <laughs> game never one, really paid attention to it, but dude, I will. Game one, I was laughing like Adam. I was like, dude, why are you shooting? He wasn't even hitting rim from like 10 feet. It was unbelievable. <laughs> Love it, dude. Virginia know, Union. That's still, how they yeah, did it. I know. He was, he's still sick, but like. I was like, dude, yeah. dude. No, I, I was I, like, at some point, I was like, Chauncey, don't give him the ball. Oh my god. Rabs, how are you? I told, I told you before we started here. This has been the most miserable day of this entire quarantine. You went back sucks. up to school, huh? You went back up to school. I can see. I that. did. So let me, let me, we'll take a step back here because my original plan was I went home last Monday. I was going to stay through the Monday of this week because I was going to enjoy Easter Sunday with my family. By the way, texted both of you guys, happy Easter. Never heard from Collins back. Trent actually Dude. said happy Easter back. <laughs> Never heard from Collins. Either way, hope you guys had a good Easter. I was busy. Easter. I was busy. I hope you guys had a good <laughs> Easter. But then yeah. on Thursday night, uh, Gretchen Whitmer drops the hammer, the governor of Michigan, that you can no longer travel between residences in state as of Friday the 10th which I was like, that's kind of scummy because I'd like to be at home for Easter. So we pushed up Easter dinner till Friday and I hit town or I left town after Friday uh, dinner because I didn't want to get, I didn't want to run the risk of getting hit with a thousand dollar fine. And then I can't eat for the next three months. So I came back up to school. I'm here now. Uh, I, you know, for me, I was trying to explain to my parents because they were not happy about me coming up here. I got graduation ripped away from me. I got the last couple months of school ripped away from me. Let me go out on my own terms. I, I'm gonna, Dude. I'm gonna be up here. I'm gonna grind out my. I got a couple final exams. I have one final exam next week. I have one the week actually of final exams. I had two presentations today. I'm like, when I click submit and I click to get my virtual degree and the little confetti pops off on my computer, I'm gonna be in East Lansing. Dude, I completely and utterly respect that. Like, I. I I think the people who are underclassmen or juniors that are still up there, I don't really get it. Yeah. Like I, I get exact like or or like or if your roommates are all are all your roommates up there or no? Well, so the thing is one of them went home uh in the beginning of April or a little bit before. Uh and then uh another one went home for Easter as well, but he kind of got trapped by the whole not traveling thing. So it's me and my one me and one of my roommates up here right now. But for the longest time it was all four of us here still. I was like, there's no reason yeah, to go the, home. Yeah, no reason. Like for me, dude, I would have stayed up a lot longer if any of my I was the only one in my like yeah, my apartment. And like it's different having a house and an apartment. Like yeah, yeah 100%. I, I, and you got a great backyard. You get the wedge out. You can play some catch. Get the glove. Like, exactly. You can do a lot of things. 
But like, I, the thing that like just like sucks for you, and it, it's gonna suck for me and Trent next year. They're not. We're not gonna have a football season, like college football season. You don't think so? Uh, it's looking like that for sure. Dude, I have not heard like any positive news where there's like any scenario that there's fans in the stands for college football, at least at the beginning of the year. Dude, I mean, come come August or September, I have to imagine that there is some progress made. Again, as far as yeah, see, it's, here's, there's going to the be progress. Thing. Well, the, but the it doesn't matter. Thing is with the they fans, don't want is, zero. I understand, but the tricky thing with the fans is that let's say tomorrow all this stuff gets lifted, which obviously is moronic to say, and given the timeline, it kind of changes the perception of what I'm about to say. But whenever this thing gets lifted and you can, you know, quote unquote, go back to life as normal, people aren't going to want to be going to sporting events and sitting next to random people. I'm sorry. So I don't know. I don't know the timeline as far as when we're going to see sold out crowds again and people, as I actually want to get to in a second here, because it's, it obviously was happening in Lansing today, but we'll talk about that in a second. People are stupid, so they might be selling out uh, arenas sooner than you think. But Dude, as, long as, there's, as, long, as long as there's sports – and you said you made a great comment earlier about what, what your dad's saying, what you do without sports. I – Honest to God, dude, I am living in a reality in an alternate universe right now where sports do not exist. We all are. And I have completely run out of things to do. I do not know. This goes back to the, the, the long, the longstanding conversation of people who do, do not enjoy or watch sports. What do you do to fill the time? I don't dude, know. I, I have yet to figure know. it out. But they're laughing at us right now. They're laughing at us right now. I know, like, they think, I, I think I, we're I, being I, dramatic. I'm like, I'm not being dramatic. But, that was my whole life ripped away from me. You people have other things you put energy into. Yeah, like, I love sports. No, but at you the same I mean? time, the people who, like, don't like sports are also the people who are like, let's go to a rave. And so, like, they yeah. can't do that anymore. They can't drop <laughs> yeah. E at Electric yeah. Forest, and, and, like, <laughs> with all their friends and post cute Instagrams yeah. Yeah. or stuff like that. And I'm not like, just we're gonna get, we're gonna girls. Get like, I'm including dudes, Before they too. get raves back. Yeah, I know. Dude, I, first of all, like, the thing that's, like, wild to me, for, I think you're going to dive into it, Rabinowitz, with the people in Lansing today. Yes. Like, do, do, they, do they not want football? And first of all, like, I'm not a political guy. I'm pretty sure the governor would be like, if it's safe to open up the economy, I would do it. <laughs> like, I, don't, I think she's definitely not self-sabotaging, like, uh, uh, the state of Michigan for – Dude, it's I, listen, unbelievable. Let, me, let me walk you through my day today because this this plays a part of it I woke up a bit I, I I'm a big I've been getting into a pretty good routine as far as getting up early I get my cup of coffee I read my book a little bit do a little bit of prayer how are you I'm I roll okay I had a lot to do today I haven't stopped I haven't left my desk I think I've left once to have a can of progresso soup which sucked by the way Horrible. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's I love progresso. Progresso is either, today, no, the loaded, there's no in between. It's either really good or it's the loaded hot. baked potato sucked. But either way, okay, that's I, a brutal soup to get. No, it's it's good. It's it was, good. I mean, it's Dude, good. Usually, a, like the Campbell's, the Campbell's chunky version of it's good. Anyway, I digress. Today, I have been working my ass off nonstop at the computer. As I said, one of the busiest days of my academic. Uh, career or year so far and then you look outside it's snowing outside and you're like okay well that just ruins the mood even more and then I gotta go on Twitter as I'm sitting here through quarantine I'm already miserable and I told Trent before we started that this is one of those days where I cannot wait to go to bed I have a project to finish 
when we're done here today. I cannot wait to go to bed. I will be better tomorrow. This is the first day that quarantine kind of broke me, and it didn't help that I, I have to go on social media today. Let me. This is where my soapbox comes into play, so you guys have a second to Let's breathe, go. whatever you got to do. Okay, I, I am not someone – who gets involved in politics. I try oh, to stay informed. I try to stay informed. So in the event that I was asked a question, I would know how to respond. But the people that post on Facebook and social media about politics are losers. I, I'm sorry. No one cares. Take it somewhere else. It's toxic. It's always a bad look on your part. Well, no and you're never, you're never going to convince someone. Exactly. That's like what I want to believe. It's like when I used to jump on Facebook as a Michigan fan when I was in sixth grade and like chirp Michigan State fans, and I would sit on Facebook for like three hours just going back and forth. It's not productive. So if you're a political person, by all means, you have the right to do so. I always think political political conversation is better to do in person because of many different reasons. Anyway, to go on Twitter today, and this is the first day in my life that I have been embarrassed to be an American and a Michigander, that right down the road, there are thousands of cars, hundreds and thousands of cars, all in downtown Lansing, in this unity of protest to Gretchen Whitmer. Number one, I saw a picture wow, today on Twitter. Wow, you that name. Gretchen Whitmer? Yeah. <laughs> Let me go. Okay, Jeez. go. There's the, I saw a picture today of an ambulance from Sparrow Hospital not being able to make its way through the street because you have all these people in F-150s and their MAGA flags. Again, I'm not political opinion aside. Doesn't even doesn't matter. I don't care. I sit in the middle. I don't take a side either way. These people blocking the road so ambulances can't get through. Then you see all these people congregating next to each other outside the Capitol. There is no – this is such a – fundamental display of ignorance there is no way about it i don't care collins i don't care if you had fem family members that were there trent i don't care if you had family members that were there at the capitol day those people are fucking idiots are you <laughs> what is wrong with you people dude, are you serious dude. like Colin said let me go let me go what do you, do you mean think what am i letting you go i'm, I'm piling on he doesn't want to be cut off I know. Let me finish, and then you guys can jump in. These people, dude, on a fundamental level, like you said, Collins, do you really think that Gretchen Whitmer doesn't have an understanding of what this is doing to the economy? Do you think we're the only state in the country that's doing this? No. Everyone wants to work. People are losing jobs. People are losing money. Everyone's miserable. She's not doing this to self-sabotage people. It's not some it's not some political play to get her reelected or to look good. There's a virus. People yeah. are dying. There's a global Why? pandemic. I, I know, I know that nobody has anything better to do, but I will be damned before I sit in my car for two hours in gridlock traffic to prove a point. What do you think she's going to do? Like, oh, yeah, shit, you guys are right. Let's just fuck it. Let's all go back to normal. Really? Like, other, other states are doing this, and the people that are gathering outside the Capitol, you're the problem. Do you not understand it? How ignorant do you have to be? We're not going to get to go back to normal if you're outside standing next to each other complaining about the, about the ordinances. Go home. You can't make it for two more weeks. I'm sorry you can't plant your tomato, your tomato plants. I'm sorry you can't go fishing for carp. I'm sorry. Figure it out. 
Because I'm I, the one that suffers. I sit here and suffer in my room wearing the same clothes I've been wearing for the last three days. That's all I have to say. Dude, I when I saw that, I was just like laughing because like I, I I just like there's no logic. <laughs> yeah. It's fundamental ignorance. No, we're no, doing no. this because we're not allowed to be next to each other. If we're next to each other, people get sick. So what do they do? They all go stand next to each other. So it's not. It's more not. People get sick, and we're doing this for two. If I'm if I'm Gretchen Whitner tomorrow, I'm saying this thing's extended till mid May. Your balls in your court now. Why don't you come no, back to it, the Capitol? It's not even that. Like, and there was like a big deal about golf earlier this week about like letting people golf in the state of Michigan, like. So, like, guess what? Settle down, dude. Like, it, like, it, dude, like, I get 37 states are allowing people to play golf, and it's, like, an exercise where you can social distance. It's all, Michigan's also, like, what, the, the second highest? Cases. Yeah. Yeah, so, so that's the reason. Like, I, I, like, people don't put, like, that in the contents and stuff like that. And, like, you're, it, it was, like, the people who are, like, we have to go back to living our lives, and they're out there with masks. They're not getting out of their car. Like, like, I, like you, you, yeah. I think you guys like are just telling on yourself. It, yeah, it's, it's ironic. It, it's wild. And I, I don't like – because, like, the pictures on Twitter and, like, the media reports, I don't really – I wasn't there, so I don't know what it really looked like. I guess it wasn't really, like, that bad. Like, in the fact where it wasn't, like, dangerous or, like – I think people might have, like, overdone that. But it was – the it's, like, the argument they're making made zero sense. Like, absolutely zero sense. And, dude, I, <laughs> and it's I, funny. It's funny no, to think about. I, I get it. I understand. I'm someone as a college student, thankfully. Yeah. This thing doesn't affect me like it affects people that own small businesses that are actually struggling right now. I get it. Trust me. I do. And I feel bad for those people. But this is this is the wrong thing to protest. Like, well, if that, you protest something else, what do you want us to do? Say, my only thing to add about this is just, like, Obviously, yes, all politics aside, this is not the Motown rundown, blue versus red shit. We're not doing no, this. No, I don't give a my, shit. Blue, my, red, I, I, green, I don't elephant, either. donkey, who cares? I, I, the the I way care. I look at it is, hey, the, the longer we do this, the quicker we get sports back. That's that's all I look That's you the only way I look at it. These people don't understand that. So that's number one. Number two, it's almost like there's a competition right now between everybody to prove that they have it worse than everybody else. Like, dude, oh, I, I'm I, sorry, I can't fish. Oh, well, now it's gone too far. I think they, they can Coronavirus fish, can too far because I can't fish on my – Yeah, you can, dude, you can, you can like fish. You just, can't, you just can't be in a boat with a motor. You can't take your boat they don't, out or something. Yeah, they don't um, want people – they don't want seven people on a fishing charter together. Yeah, like, so it's like, spare me. Sorry. And then it's like all these other people. I, I, just, I just don't get it because the bottom line is like, People are factually dying because of this. Yeah. Rabinowitz, you alluded to Thousands. it, even on a smaller scale. Like, people are own businesses and are struggling and are actually wondering what the future holds for them and their life. And, like, life as we know it is different and everything. I get that. So, all these people with the woe is me attitude – I've had enough to hear, and like I'm it's just, like, I'm like, it's it's not like, like I, you, do, I can't do anything about it. But it just, it makes me laugh, and it's like everybody, shut up, and just like cooperate with what we have to do. Okay, like you said, it's not a political thing. If we had any kind of governor, they would do the same exact thing because, like you guys already said, Michigan is factually one of the worst situations right now in this country, and they're just trying to get it under control. Can you respect just, that? It's just an example, dude, of – I've been reading this book that just it talks about uh, people that oh, they just 
yeah, I read 12 Rules for Life by Jordan B. Peterson. Check it out. Phenomenal book. But just whatever. Books aside, oh, philosophy yeah. aside, whatever. People, people never cease to amaze me with how dumb they are. And again, this is all – obviously, people like to politicize this kind of thing because like, like to say, oh, all the people down there are this or that. I don't care. I genuinely don't care. I don't care what party is responsible. As you said, Trent, it doesn't matter who – you. if you actually think the governor is like sitting behind her desk like, Aha, we're going to get to sit inside for two more weeks. Like, you're an idiot. You're like, what yeah, are you, yeah. Yes, they're what politicians, you, and yes, she's the governor, but she is a person with a family. Yeah, no, she has not, hobbies, dude. and she has interests, and she has other things she wants to do. She is not sitting back with her feet up laughing at us because of what we have to do. Like, she's in the thick of all this shit with us. That's what people don't get. I, I think people get it. It's just, like, it's a very small minority like people who just like don't understand that like why how is this good for her (laughs) it's like that's the point i'm like how is this like what like is she doing that well i think people i think people are criticizing the fact that she is democratic and it's like all the liberal agenda whatever but i would have to say political uh philosophies probably get thrown out the window during a global pandemic like they're, they're yeah, that's things to where you throw those things out. Global pandemics gotta come in at between one and three somewhere. Yeah. But that just irritated me. Just, people, are, just, on, people are dying and getting sick every yes. day. Yes, it piled on to the it piled on to the misery for me today, and I want to get that off, off my chest because I'm not the kind of guy to go on Facebook and fire back at all my mom's friends that are posting about it. So this is <laughs> this is my pla- this is my platform. Dude, people are the worst. Dude, politics are the worst. Ugh. I know. I have yeah, no I interest, agree. dude. I'm in, I'm informed. I when I vote, I vote for who I think is going to do the best job to run the country. That's all I can do for you. I'm sorry. I don't care. I invest my time into sports. That's it. Last yeah, question seriously. here. Would you guys agree? Would you guys agree that like, and maybe I'm just like tooting my own and all of our own horns here. Do you think sports people in general are less inclined to like talk about politics? Like you think, you think well, that's no, a thing? There's a lot of pol- sports people that talk politics, but, but I, like I, diehards I, like us. Yeah. Well, the thing about it though, like politics is so toxic, but when you talk about like LeBron and like, like MJ, that's toxic too. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just go yeah, down a yeah. rabbit hole. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like different. It's a like, means to, they're both means to no ends as far as conversation goes. Like you, it's you, like you, you going on never yeah, sports is like less serious. Side. Like the po- po- political people are like way too serious about things. I'm yeah, like, no. they're like, uh, like either way, they're like, yeah, I hope this guy dies. I'm like, oh, okay, let's settle down here. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I know. Let's take it easy. But, but before we move on to our next topic, this is way off way off what we were talking about trent did you see the thing that bleacher report posted about the Cavs from 2015 to 2017 having the fifth best lineup in the last 20 years do you and the heat no uh, but that is asinine if that, thank did you they say that thank you yes yes that's I was, ridiculous i was wildly like so mad about it <laughs> me and my because my buddy there's there's me and my buddy that had, have Dude, I, I like one of my buddies, big LeBron guy, and, and I like I. There's no doubt LeBron's the best basketball player I've ever seen in my lifetime. But like his crowning achievement is winning that title in 2016. Like yeah, Kyrie did a lot of that, but it was mostly LeBron just being an absolute monster. But like the Heat had Wade, Bosh, Mario Chalmers, and Ray Allen, and my I buddy's know. like. And my buddy's like, yeah, Kevin Love, though. He gave him 20 and 10. I'm like, Kevin Love was unplayable. 
for like two first finals. <laughs> yeah, and look, I love Tristan Thompson, and I love Jr. Smith. First finals, but first like those finals, guys, yeah. there, there are teams they that stunk. lost that lost in the finals at better lineups, like the 2013 Thunder with uh, what was it was yeah. Russell like, Harden didn't start, but whatever. I mean, it. You know, I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. I I, I was just, I just wanted to bring it up to a LeBron guy, like that no, Miami yeah. lineup's not even in the top ten of that thing. But the the, yeah, the dude, to, Cavs, to say the Cavs, the Cavs are top five is asinine. That's I was rattled. I I was rattled. I was mad online. What was number one? The Warriors had to have been the Warriors. Right? It was it was like the three out of the four were Warriors teams, which it probably should have been. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, I guess in the name of sports, we don't have a ton to do today. What a start. Uh, yeah, I was good. I got that to be aired out some start. laundry. That there. was a good start. I applaud you both. I feel good. <laughs> good I'm, start. I'm, I've actually like some tension's been released from my shoulders after getting that off my chest. But uh, that's good. NFL draft is next week, which is there's one thing in the world that uh, is keeping me alive over these uh, couple of days here. It is the draft is next week. I know we will have a show next Wednesday. I'm not sure if we will get it out in time before the draft. So for the sake of covering our last draft topics here, I don't know. What do we think? What are we thinking? Have your thoughts Dude. changed as far as what they want the Lions to do? Who's looking good? Who's not? Okay. I, I want to throw out a scenario for both of you guys. Okay. Because since the last time we've talked, there's been some whispers that there are more people willing to move into the three spot. Mm-hmm. I, like, I'm at the point where I, like, I could see the Lions doing literally anything. Like, I am not, like, certain – like, I could, like, see him drafting Tua very easily. I could see him drafting Okuda. I could see him drafting, like, Derek Brown. I could see him trading back and getting Brown or Okuda. But I, I like, they could draft Jacob Herbert. Like, I, I, like, I don't know. Like, I, I literally have zero idea what the Lions are doing. Like, last year, I think most people were, like, they're going to take Hawkinson. Or, like, if Josh Allen falls, they'll probably take him. But, like, that, do you guys have any clue? And, and I no. was going to ask, if they move down to five, because uh, I think you've got to wait till draft. This is the thing. Would you would you rather draft – this is – sorry. I completely forgot. Okay. No, no, you're good. Take, take, got, a, de- take it, a deep I breath. breath. I took Go a deep breath. Would you – okay. Uh, would you wait till draft night to, to wait to the third pick? Say, like, Chase Young drops to the third pick. But, like, there was an opportunity the day before to trade back to five. But you, if you trade back to five and Chase Young drops to three, like, like I'm, that's the scenario I'm trying to – I don't think I said that very well. I, I get what you're saying. Question. I, I completely but, get what you're saying. And would I you would, be willing to – I would wait until draft night. That's that, – okay. That's my question. Would you be willing to risk a chance to get Chase Young at three if you had the opportunity to move back to, like, five or seven the night before? You guys know how I kind of roll with all this stuff. It's like I will be – I will rip my hair out if, like, certain things if – if it's right there on a silver platter. Not saying it would be if you – you know, if Chase Young falls and you ended up trading back to five the night before, like you said. But I just think you have to stay at three for now. You just have to because then certain things play out and whatnot. Because there's – I'm sure there's some other chess pieces and aces up people's sleeves that, like, we don't really know about for these GMs for, say, the Dolphins. I think the Redskins are fishy, dude, with Ron Rivera. Dude, that's like, the thing, because if they take two like Haskins. Yeah, he doesn't like Haskins. So, I mean, who who knows at this point with them? And the, the, those, I mean, okay, the Bengals are a lot to take, Burrow. And then the Redskins, that's actually it. That is the only two teams in front of the Lions. So then it's like, I, I don't really know. Chase Young could be available. 
He could be. Dude, like, I'm not I, getting my hopes up, but. I, unless the Dolphins trade up or the Redskins take Tua, I think Tua might slide. Because, like, with, like, this whole pandemic going on and them not moving the draft back, I don't think people are, like, certain about his medicals. Like, and, and you've seen people, like, flutter out, like, that, like, he's failed people's medical reports. Like, imagine drafting a guy or trading up for a guy, like, and giving up a first-round pick to move up, like, four spots, and the guy's like, oh, this guy's hip has, like, four years on it. Like, like, yeah. like he's at four years left, basically. Right. But he's that, at a 40-year-old that, man's tough, hip. That's a tough gamble, and I, I don't think – you know what? It pains me to say, but like the Lions are a team that would probably take that gamble. I don't know. Dude, I don't. I, some and some teams would. And some I don't teams think wouldn't. I've heard. Uh, the, I this is a very unpredictable draft because I in because I don't think there's like one pick that's like really really certain. What? Who has four? Giants. They're probably taking Simmons, right? And that's basically like. A lock. That's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm seeing because they so, need. The, like, a, a, other than that, it's going to be like all certain. Like, other than Burrow and probably Simmons at four, it's hard to imagine like wh- who goes where. Uh, it, yep. it could be. Like, it, it's going to be a night. Like, I don't know how they're going to do it. Have they explained how they're going to do the draft? I don't know. I have no nope. idea. It's like basement. All virtual and limited staff. Did you see that? They were like, "This is kind of funny," but. All these shows, the sports shows, they're, like, running out of topics. They don't have things to talk about. So, today, on uh, on the – it wasn't today. It was, like, last weekend. Skip and Shannon, they were talking about how certain teams – executives are, every day. Are, I do, yeah. I don't how? know. It's just uh, – it's something to have on while I work out. You just turn okay. it on. But, but so, like, I'm listening, right, and they're talking about how some executives from certain teams are upset that Jerry and Stephen Jones will still get to, like, be in the same room. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm sorry that it's a family-run team. Like, yeah. I don't know. I hate the Cowboys. But I'm like, what do you want them to do? Like, you want the NFL to step in and say it's not allowed? I Dude, I, I was thinking about this, too, today. I Like, I since this, like, whole quarantine thing has happened, my mind just, like, goes in various places. Like, I see things on Twitter or, like, whatever, and I just, like, immediately, like re- – like, what if, like, the Lions just, like, traded to, like, the mid-teens and, like, got, like, the 15th and, like, 20? Would you guys hate that? Dude, they – okay. Well, well let me I'll, – I'll address your first question and answer the second one. So, I agree with Trent in the sense of I think the Lions – the Lions are not going to know what they're doing at three until that pick gets announced at two. And I think that's – that's it's tricky because, like you said, Collins, if you get a really, really nice offer the night before the draft, you have to entertain it entertain it but the thing is as you said there is so much uncertainty especially at two because if let's say you know burrow goes one i was i was reading some ridiculous some bass ackwards mock drafts for like the Bengals take like two at one and then chase young goes at two and burrow falls the three i don't even want to entertain that thought because i'd probably stress out so yeah. much i'd pass out but the thing is if you if if chase young falls to you at three then you have a decision to make because I don't know if your price or your your uh, position at three might become more valuable with Chase Young still available than if Tua was there. I don't know. Yeah, but so, you would want uh, you would want Chase Young though. But I, I well, the situation the Lions I, are in, I think you gotta pick Chase Young. But I get what you're saying. It's like all of a sudden people, your phone's ringing and people want that pick, so then it gets interesting. I also, the, I also don't think that I would be. 
screaming and breaking my TV if the Lions have Chase Young available at three and trade down again to go get Okuda. Like if that's their guy, and if they if you can get if you can get more of a haul for giving getting rid of three with Chase Young than you could with Tua, I don't Dude, see a problem I, with that. I just think my my thought process is here is you cannot take Derek Brown if Simmons and Okuda are still on the board. I don't they think can't they take have, Simmons though. They can't take Simmons. I mean, but dude, I, everything I like read about Simmons is the most NFL ready. I know, but it doesn't. If the kid can play, he can play. I yeah, keep, he's the most NFL ready prospect. I keep reading. But at some point, it's like the Lions in the mid two thousands where they just kept on drafting wide receivers in the first sure. round. I mean, I, you, you I've, can't I've, just like keep wasting like top like round right. value I, on I've, linebackers. I've kind of talked. I've talked myself out of the scenario in which they take Isaiah Simmons. I, I, I think I agree with you that it's going to be most likely Okuda. If Okuda's still there, you cannot take Derek Brown. I'm sorry. That would irritate me. If the Lions somehow go like OG Lions and pick up a lineman in that, like at some point in that first round early, that would irritate the hell out of me too. But to answer your second question, would you – to have the opportunity to pick at three and have the leverage they have too, if they trade out of the top 10, as you just proposed to me, I might not watch a single game this season. You can't, you cannot have the third pick. I don't care who they give you unless whatever this like, ridiculous what if you, what if you get about, a first like, rounder next year and then you get their first this year. And so you get, you get two first rounders this year and you get a first rounder next year. So you're basically you, getting three first rounders. Did you see the trade that involved Alvin Kamara to the Lions? Have you read about that? No. Oh, what what that? are you reading? Is it on? I like, mean, it just it it's just like the a, a potential target for the Lions is Kamara, and they fuck and like the the Lions give up so little in return for him, including like the Saints first round pick. It's obnoxious, but dude, I, to be honest with you, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand firm on the fact that. The Lions at three, if you can trade for five or like the Chargers at six or seven or whatever, and then get a supplemental pick in that same first round, I think that's all you need to do. If you're going to give up your spot within the top five, let alone the top three, and go all the way back to the middle of the round, I think you're hurting yourself. Unless you want to go get someone in the like, – I, I just – I don't know why you would you would move yourself out of the top five if you have the chance to stay within it. It makes no well, sense. I – the pit, the move I want the Lions to make, and I don't know how this works, and I know it's more logistical in like the NBA because I, I, it's easier to know how contracts work since there's only like 12 guys, 15 guys on a roster. But like, I would love the Lions to trade back to six, get Desmond King, and then you draft Derek Brown, something like that. Like Desmond King, their cornerback, kid from Detroit, played at Iowa, really good cornerback. And like you get a second round pick this year or something, like I would do that. I, I wouldn't like, hate it. Like I like get an NFL proven guy. He's not really. He's a pretty good player, good returner. He's not like a star star, but he's a solid like NFL player. And then you get you still have that number six pick where you can use it in a very like a variety of different ways. And then you get an extra second rounder. So like well, I would like a move like that. What you said I about I, I don't know if the Chargers would do that though. I don't either because the Chargers are another team that's like, who the hell knows what they got going on. But if I can frame this real quick, I want to run through my thoughts. Like what, the, what I think the lot, basically in my mind, there's five scenarios here for the Lions. I think, obviously I think Okuda is the most likely one. Cause I think that's, that's Bob Quinn's guy at this point. Like he wants Okuda and at three, it seems like that's going to, that's a logical 
uh, like realistic Dude, outcome. If he gets picked at three, he's going to stink his first year. Like, no, and like, and you're gonna have to like, you're gonna have to deal with it because cornerbacks, it, it takes some time for a lot of cornerbacks, uh, like figure well, it out that, that's that, exactly yeah. what i got written down is like i'm honestly not wild about it dude like i i i don't think cornerbacks change life like we've talked they about don't. it i think it's an invaluable position it starts up front with the pass rush like a talented pass rush will change your life uh, a talented secondary won't we've seen the lions have a solid secondary for like most of our lives honestly like they've had good yeah. secondaries they've had good corners. doesn't matter doesn't matter like, you can't get it to the quarterback, doesn't matter. But the fact about Okuda is he's talented as hell. I think you'd have a pretty good cornerback room if you put him in with Coleman and Trufant. So, at least that gives me a little hope. I think that's the most likely thing. Simmons, as far as Simmons goes, he's my number one choice, actually. And, like, Collins, I get what you're saying about how, like, you know, the, the, the Lions are signing a lot of linebackers and they've done it. I just think Bob Green's kind of covering his ass. It's kind of what I it's, think. Like, he's but, signed like, corners, can- too. If they teach Simmons, what are we, the Sacramento Kings? We're just drafting centers at the eighth pick every year. Just like, hey, best player yeah, available. Maybe. And not like real, like looking at a roster. Maybe. That's a good point. I For me, it's more just like, and I guess this is a little hypocritical of me because last season I did not want Hawkinson going into that draft. Even though I knew, like, he, people, everybody said he was the most NFL <sighs> ready and he could contribute right away and all that. And we saw flashes of it, but not consistently. Bottom line is, I just think Isaiah Simmons can play. I want him because I think what yeah. he's he's smarter and he's a more cerebral linebacker. And then you can kind of cut Jared Davis loose. And at least like one thing we I know Jared Davis not been great. One thing we have seen from him that he's actually very good at is just pet rushing. Like just let him rush the quarterback. Let him go get him. Like just turn him loose. And I think if you have Simmons, Tobias another cerebral type of linebacker. You got him in there. I just think you can make something work there. And then. Okay. Go for it. No, no, continue. I, I'm. Well, my next one was just Derek Brown. Like, I wanted him early on. I think his stock has dropped a little bit, though. And, and like, he is not a top three pick. I, I wanted him early on in, in that – I mean, like, during the season. Like, when I'm watching Auburn play and stuff, and I, I didn't know the Lions had the number dude. three pick yet. And then the Lions end up with a third pick, and it's like, I don't want Derek – I want Derek Brown. Like, if you can trade back and the value's there, take him. I, I, I He's just not a top three pick. I would take but, him at you know, five. You do. I, I would think about it at five because the fact of the matter is you do have snacks gone. Ashawn, you just let him walk for God knows why. So it could be smart to build more depth up the middle. If Chase Young comes, I'm not going to talk about it too much, but, like, if Chase Young comes here, here's what I have written down. SOL dies, and it's reminiscent of Sue uh, dropping to us. It's it's a miracle. If Chase Young drops, it's a miracle. Let me, can I, let me ask you guys this. Go for it. Chase Young's available at three. And the Lions either a don't take him or they trade down. Take him. You, you have to take him. You, you have, have to, to take him. Guy, you have to take. You, you have right. to take him. No hands or butts. And this is what I hate. And, and I get it. Yeah, fired up. Go for it. I, if you're the Redskins, you don't have to take him. Like if you're yeah. like they have a good defensive line. And they picked Montez Sweat last year. No, it, like it's not even that. Like they have they like you said, Trent. They've drafted like a lot of that. They're probably going to take Chase Young. But, like, at the same sense, like, say they take Tua or they trade back, it's not like the end of the world. If Chase Young drops past two and the Lions have an opportunity to pick him, they don't pick him, I, huh. I, I will lose it. I'll lose it. Because, this is where I'm going to get fired up. I completely agree. I, I don't think we I, need to get fired up because I don't think it's going to happen. But, no, like, you have go. to. 
Yeah. Well, all, all, all I'm going to say is Bob Quinn, I've actually defended this guy. Like we talk all the time. I am team Bob Quinn. I, I hate Patricia, right? Like I think Patricia stinks, but I'm holding on to hope that he'll be able to do, do something. We're not going to get into that. Bottom line is yeah. Bob Quinn strikes me as a guy that might just be that kind of guy who was like, yeah, I've got Okuda's my guy, and I'm going to take him at three no matter what. And that is going to piss me off. It's like draft day. Now, now, Collins, you're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was that guy's day. name? I forget. His, it's exactly the guy like Jasmine Bowman. Bowman. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, yeah, you don't no. get it. He's This is my guy. Dante Mac, yeah. no matter Dante what. Dante Mac, yeah. <laughs> no matter <laughs> what. Yeah. What a great movie. So that's what it <laughs> is movie. for me. It's like if Bob Quinn pulls that shit, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose it. Because it's – now, Collins, like you said, that's probably not very likely, so there's no reason to, like, get my undies in a bunch over it. But this is the fifth and final scenario on my sheet is trade back. Because if, if Chase Young and Isaiah Simmons are gone at three, I want to trade back. I don't necessarily even want Okuda because, like you said, Collins, there's other good quarterback prospects. Quarterback don't change life. They just don't. It takes a couple of years. We even saw – what the Lions have done these past few years with a good a good secondary and Darius Slay, Glover Quinn for a few years, uh, last year with Justin Coleman, like that was a three win team and the secondary was fine. So I just think it's more about up front and that's why I want Young, Simmons, if those guys aren't available, trade back. Maybe you can get Alcuda at five, maybe you get Derek Brown at five, you think about it. But that that's just that's kind of what I because Brown will surely be available at five and deeper. So I I don't know. I want to ask you guys another question. So I, I, we haven't really talked about this because I feel like we've been putting off the draft for a long time and I, we might as well get in depth. Yeah, what are the three? No, no, no. Like, what are the three biggest needs going into this draft? Like, like, because well, I don't really like, I can't really put a, like a distinct thing. Do you guys have like three needs that they need? Because for me, it would be like, get another offensive weapon. I don't know. Like, I don't know which position. Like, you get one more offensive weapon in the first three rounds. Defensive interior, defensive line, and a cornerback. That that like I don't really have anything else. Maybe another offensive guard in the first four I, rounds. Guard guard is in my top three for sure. I I I need another guard because letting Glasgow walk and justifying it by, oh, we're gonna sign this big the big V right. We're gonna sign big V and then we're gonna uh, we trust Tyrell Crosby. Like I, you're not selling me on that. So I I, I don't think I I want a guard somewhere between like the second and fourth round somewhere in there pick a good guard and then you're right Collins interior D-line gotta have it because I think it's all about the pass rush I actually like a lot of the edge rushers the Lions have uh, by a lot I mean like two but uh, and then and then after that it's like just 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 draft well is it can you just draft well too much to ask I don't know obviously I wouldn't I wouldn't waste a pick on a quarterback but I understand at some point the Lions are gonna have to do it some people are saying that is one of the big needs the Lions have so I understand Wide receiver, if you're going to let Marvin walk, you got to replace him at some point because the production he's given you is great. You may as well get that guy started early. And I don't know. I, honestly, if it's me, I uh, how many picks the Lions have total? I should know this. I don't know. It's eight? I think eight they have picks. two in the fifth. Six of them should be six of them should be defensive. I'm serious. Pick defense. Yeah, pick defense. At some point, they're, I've seen a couple mocks where they're picking a punter in the seventh round. Dude, for can it. we? I, I, I didn't know. get to say this. I Sam hate Martin. Sam Martin. You hate? I know you hate Sam. Martin. I hate you Sam Martin. I don't know he's why got, people he's got like too big of an ego for a guy that punts footballs. Do people like not forget that he is half the Shank reason they lost Dallas. that playoff game? Like people do not remember yeah. that. 
He <laughs> literally hit a ten yard punt at the Dallas like the Dallas fifty. Like it, it like it was like literally, dude, all you gotta do is kick it like thirty yards and like yep. I'll live with it. No, you kick it ten yards and they're at their own forty. <laughs> and and yeah. like Sam Martin thought he was, like and Sam Martin's dating Nasia Lucan. What the what is that? Yeah, I don't know. That, dude, I don't get what? It. What is Nasia Lucan Did doing? I became less doing? and less of a Sam Martin guy as the years went on. But you know, yeah, now he's a Bronco. Good can't for him. stand Sam Martin. Did not know that. I would say I would say my three immediate need, needs for the Lions. I think we all echo the same thing. Interior in no particular order. Actually, I would say in particular order. Interior D line number one, cornerback number two, number three for me. Honest to God, whether it's a tackle or a guard, I think it's the offensive line. I don't. This big V or whatever is you obviously Trent is the is the new addition here. I haven't heard tremendous things about him, so it's may, it might be just something that these guys know that we don't. Um, I think that at the end of the day, offensive line is so important. You see it all over the league of teams that have tremendous offensive lines. If if you don't have a tremendous offense outside of that, you can still work with what you got if your quarterback's got time to stand upright, which Matthew Stafford's had problems doing. But I also agree that I would say if 3A is lineman, 3B is offensive weapon. I know they just talked to J.K. Dobbins today or whatever, whether it's a Dobbins, a Taylor, or a wide receiver. We've talked about the wide receiver portion of this draft is pretty deep. So you can wait a couple rounds to get a wide receiver, but you cannot neglect the offense because you nope. need to still be able to run the rock. I don't know how carry on if carry on gets hurt again this year, I'm going to throw up in my mouth. Well, it, he'll, I mean, he'll probably be scary. done if he gets hurt again. Well, you need, you, you need weapons around staff. I mean, Galladay and, and Marvin are obviously two very, very solid wide receivers to have. You hope Hawkinson, Turns it on this year. I, I know it was hurt for most of last year, but I I think they do like have weapons like at their skill positions. Like Carryon's pretty solid. I think you found something in Starborough. Like you said, Jones and Galladay's like a legit top ten receiver in the league. Yes, maybe top. I think five. Galladay's like, the best player on the Lions. Him or Stafford. Like I, I think like Stafford based on is, their position. But like Ga- well, Galladay too, was Galladay was a monster. Galladay, yeah, yeah. Galladay was a monster last year, but like I do like you said, Hawkinson will be better. But, like, in a draft like this where there's so much skill at the wide receiver and running back position, like, why not in, like, the first three rounds you're like, no, let's let's have, like, a luxury, like, on yeah. the offense side. Like, Dude, let's have early as round two. It's early as like, round two, man. I'm fine with it. Like, you can look back and I think the Atlanta Falcons, I know this was in the first round. They took Kelvin Ridley at, like, 18, and they didn't need wide receivers. They had Sanu and Julio Jones at the time two pretty good wide receivers, and they're like, you know what, Ridley's a pretty good player. Let's take him at 18. Why not? Like, like, I, I would like to – I wouldn't mind the Lions, say, like, in the second round, they're like, oh, this guy's available still? This guy from Colorado who literally had a brutal offense but still put up preposterous numbers and is a fiscal Chenault? free. Is that his name? Yeah, what, yeah like, yeah. It, one of those guys. Say, like, yeah, like, someone, like, drops, like, oh, Henry Rudd's a guy runs, like, a 4-2. Why not? Like, like, yeah. like I wouldn't hate that. I like would not hate that if they did that in the second round. I wouldn't either. A lot of people because uh, the rich get richer, and we. I, I was I just gonna I, say we see what Daryl Bevel was able to do with a like two backup quarterbacks. The Lions still finished last year with a top ten off, passing offense, which to me is crazy. very impressive considering the fact that really? Stafford missed half the season. Yeah, they were they were tenth, but you know still a top ten passing. David offense Blau, baby, Thanksgiving. With, Lit yeah, with eight games of David Blau and Jeff Driscoll. I don't know. That's impressive to me. So, yeah, if you if the rich can get richer there, I'm all for it. I agree with you guys. 
Dude, I can't wait till they take an offensive lineman in like the I, dude, I, first, I, first round. They're, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. It's like I not even an offensive lineman on the board. There's like, what, this guy from Arkansas, what? <laughs> oh, dude. Whew. Well, the draft is next week. Uh, we will try to – if we can do our best to get our episode up before the draft. Maybe we hold, maybe we hold off on the episode next week until after the draft. Yeah. I'd be cool with it. Probably a better maybe a little idea. Li- or we could do a little live reaction. I don't oh! know. Maybe. That's, listen, I was going to propose that, Whoa. but I thought you guys would hate that idea. For some no, reason, I, I just thought you guys would hate that I, idea. I, if we do it, though, I think we have a big Zoom. Like, we get some of our buddies into it. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, we I'd get, be like, in. a crowdsource Zoom. Let's do it. I'd be, <laughs> we'll I'd be just screaming. <laughs> we'll discuss. I like that idea. All right, so we'll try to bring you that next week. Um, for now, I, do we want to do our numbers still? Or are we prepared to do our numbers? Let's yeah, just go to forty. You guys just want to go okay. to forty. Good with we, me. We did. We we did pretty good there on time. That we we we're good at filling content. We're pretty good at that. Perfect. Uh, so as we've been doing for the last couple of weeks, uh, we've been going through the list of numbers here, starting at zero. We did zero through what? Ten. Zero through ten, week one. Eleven through yeah. thirty last week, and now we're gonna roll with. We're gonna do thirty-one through fifty today. I struggled a bit on this one, but we'll do thirty-one through forty most iconic Detroit players by the numbers in the history of professional sports in the city, or as Ryan Collins does his his favorite players that wore the numbers. So uh, let's start off with number thirty-one, Trent. We can start with you. I'm really hoping you guys have a red wing for me because 31, the only players I could think of, and I thought I, – I actually – I didn't think that hard. But I thought about it, and it was Karan Butler and Alfredo Simone. So dude. I hope you guys got something better Jeez, for me because I know it's tough. tough Big start, pasta. Right? What we, didn't we give up Eugenio Suarez for Alfredo Simone? Yeah, for nothing. Is the, best, yeah. is the best player in the league now? Yeah. Yep. Uh, dude, also, shout out Big Pasta, all-time nickname. Karan yeah. Butler's hair – is like my la, like probably one of my favorite things on the internet. It's pretty good. <laughs> the video of his kids roasting his hair is like his hair is the fakest hair of all time. Yeah, it is. It's bad. You picked Ron Butler. Really no, I just couldn't think of. I, I was hoping you guys you guys have a Red Wing, the someone, because I know I'm not missing anyone huge on like on the Pistons end or anyone else. I want to hear who's. I want to hear what Collins is. Uh, I'm still. Lo- I'm looking at this. I don't have mine, my list I'll, popped I'll up. I'll give you mine. Number thirty-one. People talk about this guy like he was a staple of Detroit Red Wings history, even though he was only here for like two years, and they weren't even consecutive years. Cujo Curtis Joseph at thirty-one. He was 31. there. We go. Yep, absolutely was thirty-one. Dude, the Wings had so many just random Hall of Famers like on their team. Know, just like in that era, like you think of like Hall and like Cujo just guys to get lost in the shuffle. But thirty-one personal favorite, this guy kind of lived next. There's this golf course where this guy lived on close to me, and it would be like the third hole. You're like, oh, there's Charlie V's house. Shout out Charlie Villanueva, thirty-one. <laughs> Charlie, yeah, him and ben, when him and Ben Gordon signed, I thought the Pistons were going places. Oh, Char- ben Dude, Gordon. I think Joe Dumars gave Charlie Villanueva that contract because he absolutely torched the Pistons the year before on the Bucks, and he's like, I have to have this guy. And Dude, then he Charlie just ended up v, Charlie V sneaky played for the Pistons for like seven years. I feel like. Yeah, well, he had five like a five-year deal. He had a pretty big. It was like five for like forty-five or something. I don't know what his. We we was. paid him a lot. Yeah, my brother five bought for fifty a, a ball from him at a game. Um, I don't know, dude. I'll have, we'll have to check that. I'll check that after I give. 32 when we do okay. that. But um, are we, are we, you guys want to do it? We're going to move on? Right. Yeah. Go ahead, 32. I think we're 32. probably the same guy. Charlie has to be B. Rick Hamilton. 
Rip. Has to be, Rip has for to be me. Rip Hamilton at 32. <laughs> Hamilton. Dude, I'm people forget, at 32. Easy. People forget that Rip was, like, actually really good. Like, Dwayne yeah, I mean, Wade put – Well, yeah, but Dwayne Wade yeah. put Rip Hamilton in his top five hardest players that he had to guard in his career. He ain't he ain't that's, Jersey retired. He ain't Jersey retirement good though, bro. I'll tell you. No, that. come on, my I, ass. He, yeah, I don't know. I think the thing about Rip is like his mask. I think people wouldn't like. He wouldn't have been an all star if he didn't have that mask. Like <laughs> I think about that all the time. Sports. It's like it's like it, it was like a special power. I I don't know how to describe it. Like. I'm being serious too about this. Like the mask was special. I, it, like it had yeah. something to do with the success. Like, when you think it, about something that like is a symbol of a certain player in any sport, like there's, there's, I'm trying to think like. Dude, did Rip Hamilton have a Dr. Ramani commercial too? Rodman had the crazy hair. Oh, he yeah, might maybe. Have, might have. It, it was like Dodd suit. Dodd suit had one. I think, I think Rip had one too. Anyone who's had a Dr. Ramani commercial, I'm all in on. Like, when the I was truth. eight years old and I see a Dr. Romani commercial on FSD, and then it's like, Rip yeah. Hamilton's like, I shoot a thousand shots every day before I even go to practice. I'm like, yup, Rip. Uh, yeah. Shout you out don't Rip even Hamilton. You don't even know what the Romani I Institute is. You just want to go there because yeah. Rip and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and Pabs used to promote it. And, right. and, what's a, and Rip, I, that guy had to be the best conditioned player in the NBA for, like, 15 years. I don't know how he did what he did. He sprinted. Sprinted all game. And especially when, like, Big Ben left and, like, they had a lot of pieces leave and it was kind of just, like, Chauncey, him, and, like, Sheed. He, they did that even more, and he was more of a prominent player. That was crazy, like, that they just, like, ran their offense like that. All right, let's move to number 33 here. We might, we'll probably have some mixed ones on this. Uh, Trent, go ahead for 33. Grant Hill, the greatest piston that never was. Uh, he just, I don't know. They could never really the get never enough was. around him. Well, he – I mean, he made the playoffs every year, but they were never, like, great teams. You know, I, I feel like he could have done more. So, And then he's he got the, hurt. I think he's, like, the most, for like, forgotten for, like, how good he was. Yeah. Like, he yeah. was, like, yep. so – like, I, I – like, I – we're obviously, like – I don't know when he stopped playing on the Pistons. I think it was, like, 0-2. I think – Yeah, I, it might have been a little before that, too. 0-1. I don't know, but 0-1. the bottom line with Grant Hill – I'll look it up right now, but Grant Hill – he played in between. Obviously, he played in between the bad boys and the going to work era. So he kind of gets caught up in the caught up in the mix there. And then, look, that's another guy. Like, okay, yeah, two thousand was his last season with the Pistons. Okay. But he was actually next for a while. Like, Dude, he was next. And, and everyone next. knows who he is too. And and he was never really Got like hurt. elite. But like everyone just knows who Grant Hill is, whether it's well, from Duke or from his broadcasting career or whatever. Like, he was, like, the greatest, like, college, one of the greatest college basketball players of all time. And then he, like, was really, 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 really good on the Pistons. And then he got hurt, like, immediately once he went to the Magic. And it was just, like, kind of like, okay, he's not the same player. But uh, from 33, I got to go with Drapes. I love Chris Draper. Yeah. I, like, I, I, I wasn't around for Grant Hill. And when I think of my favorite 33, I think of Drapes. I think if his old dust bad being on like those teams that went to the playoffs in like 09 and 10 and like when, when they actually won the cup in 08, like how bad like him and Kurt Malpe were, but they were just like still on the team. I love that about like those guys, <laughs> but, and, and, and Chris Draper is like the typical, like Ken Holland Red Wing, where he's just like always around the organization. Doesn't matter like what he does. Like he will always be like around the Red Wings organization. I yeah, that's sure. why I love Drake Drapes too because he's still nickname. around. That's that's one where like I think the fact that 
that uh, Detroit is usually considered a bit more of like hockey town. And I think it's more of a Red Wings city than a Pistons city. That's why I think Draper gets the nod over Grant Hill. Cause I was also looking at Grant Hill too, but yeah, Draper. Grant Hill didn't yeah. win anything. So let's. Yeah. yeah. All right. So now over to number 34, Trent, you can go ahead again. Yeah. Before I go real quick, uh, Charlie V four years, 50, no, no, five years, 40 million for the Pistons. Yeah, that's, I mean, in that that's time, still, that was a lot of money. That's still, that is a lot of money, and it's still asinine considering that he was horrible. But Charlie V, dude. Whatever. I still, ha- right. I still have a Halloween Charlie V jersey in my house. Well, that's great. That's a, yeah, that's a it's national not. treasure <laughs> that you have that. My buddy um, wears it still, and he's like, sit sizes too big for it. You can't, you can't get rid of that, though. That's what yeah, I know you can't. That's just, one, that's just one you keep forever. 34, I got Chet Lemon, uh, outfielder in the 80, for the Great 84 Tigers. Name. Great name. My mom loves him. Uh, my mom named her, named her cat after Chet Lemon. So in honor of that. Chet Lemon, number 34. Don't like that she had a cat, but I liked that that was named after <laughs> Chet Lemon. <laughs> it was Chet. There you go, 34. Dude, there's some, there's some good names on the 34. Chet Lemon and Bucky Harris. I don't know who Bucky Harris is, but that's a great name. Yeah. I, like Whenever I think of Bucky, I think of the Winter Soldier, and the Winter Soldier is just yep. so elite. So yep, it, yes. like I I I accompany oh, yeah. like Bucky the Wisconsin mascot elite, Bucky the Winter Soldier elite, Bucky Harris elite. But I'm not gonna pick that. When I think of my favorite, like this is like kind of like ironic and like sarcastic. Peter Morozik. I love talking about Peter Morozik because Hate the him. way I the, they literally changed the rules in the game of hockey and he couldn't play goalie again for the Detroit Rush. They made the pads, what was it, smaller? And he, smaller. like, couldn't play. And, yeah. and he was, like, nasty before that. And I used to laugh because he used to play the puck so far out. Like, me and my buddy would make jokes. You're like, dude, he's at the hash mark trying to, like, p- play this puck off the boards. And, I like, I, I just laugh at Peter Morazic. So, I'm going to go number 34, Peter, Peter Morazic. He, he's still having a good career in Carolina these days. I don't think he even starts, though. Does yeah, he, he does. So. He absolutely does. I hear what you're saying, though. Morazic Morazic was the guy that was sitting behind Jimmy Howard, and you were like, okay, this kid needs to He was nasty in that playoffs, too. He was. And the reason why I'm not so fond of Morazic is because, I, as you know me, I hate anyone that speaks ill will towards the city of Detroit. And he was another guy that was like, I want to get out of here. I'm sick and tired of splitting time with Jimmy. And they got rid of him. So that's why that happened. I don't think that he was necessarily the most liked guy in the locker room. But I will stick with the goalie here, Manny Legacy. Dude, wasn't Legacy 29? Nope. Really? Don't, do, don't, don't <laughs> insult me with my knowledge of, of Red Wings history. I, I tried. Played, I played Manny Legacy Jr. was uh, one of the goalies on my varsity team for hockey. Fun fact. Dude, when did Legacy play with the Wins? Dude, the Wins have had so, had so many goalies like for like a 15-year stretch. I'm pretty sure Manny Legacy also has a – he does have a medal for Team Canada. Huh. I think it might be silver. That year, I want to say that Manny Legacy was on the Red Wings. Like after he might have won a cup with the Wings. Timeout. He, He's gonna... he didn't start. He didn't start any of them. I know that. Hold on. Let's do some research here on on Manny. Good guy. Nice guy. Let me see here. Five foot nine. By the way, how are you? I don't know. Can't find it. Let me go see. Timeout. Red Wings. Oh, he yeah, he won a cup, two thousand to oh four. Then again, oh five, oh six. Okay. 
So he in O two was Osgood was in that, right? Yes. He bagged up Osgood. But I thought the whole thing was that Osgood came in for Hashek. Was that an O two? No, I gotta go look. I, I do. I don't think Legacy did Legacy like play like two games. I just no clicked ones? off the page. I want Hang some on. research on this. Hang on. I'm okay, doing I, it. I, keep going. What? what who? Okay. 35, 35. 35 is uh, JV. Yeah, Justin Verlander is my favorite Tiger of all time. I just think he he was the most electric player. Like in, like it must see JV. Like I and, and like I used to love. When JV would pitch, and then Rod Allen said, "Oh, I see you, JV." Like uh, one of those would get me so fired up. I would start like yelling into the TV. I'm like, "Come on, JV!" And I just like people who are really emotional. And Justin Verlander's a guy who like, like he gets a strikeout. He said, "Letting you know about it." I like guys like that. And JV dates a supermodel. Pretty cool. Eats Taco Bell before every start. And he yep. was suit like. People want to knock that he was not clutch in Detroit. He was very, very clutch in Detroit. Yeah. You look bad, like, I understand he wasn't very good in the world. He was good in his first World Series with Detroit. He had a really good start in Detroit, I think, in game two. But, like, I obviously with the Sandoval three home runs in game one in San Francisco. But he was, like, lights out when they were in the playoffs. Like the majority of the yeah. time when he was pitching for the Detroit Tigers. That's one of those things that like only real ones know. Like if you're on the like outside looking in, like, you don't dude, really that get it. A series. He single-handedly won them the A series yeah. in the ALDS. Coco Crisp, hate that guy. By the way, dude, but what a you, name. You, that is a great name. But JV, yeah, I mean it's one of those things where like we all had the pleasure growing up watching this dude pitch every whatever once a week. Yeah. That's awesome. Every five days. He, he is the greatest pitcher the Tigers have ever had in terms of, like, just dominance. And I yeah. he won it. He, he won two MVPs or just one? He won one MVP. I think he has one MVP, one Cy Young, and then he didn't win. Did he win Rookie of the Year? I don't think he did. He might have. I don't know. I, got I, don't, I, did Liriano I don't think he did. I think Liriano would have won it. Because him and Liriano were both nasty. In he 06. did win Rookie of the Year, AL Rookie of the Year in 06. Yep. He also won the did Triple he? Crown in 2011, and I think people forget. Triple Crown, same year as his MVP season. He was so good. That yeah, yeah, year, he won. For like a two-year stretch, he was on, like he was dating six and a half innings. every yeah, Like six and a quarter innings. I, I think it was like 50 straight starts that he went six and a third. Like that's Dude, he insane. would also like he would he would finish games not not regularly but like he would pitch complete games I remember yeah, him and he was and and Scherzer and we'll get to Scherzer in a little bit I assume but dude the time where he got that no hitter against the Blue Jays he was the best pitcher in like baseball by a lot like yeah. he figured out that he like he would throw like 91 92 in the first couple innings and then he would like crank it up and he and then he added a slider in the mix Ugh. Whenever I talk about the Tigers from like that era, it makes me so sad. I like I'm incredibly sad talking about I Justin know. Verlander right now. Oh yeah, it's tough. Verlander, Verlander's also my pick at 35, and that's like the if there's one human being that I would like to come back to finish his career in Detroit, it is 100% Verlander. I thought he would, but like the way the last couple of years went out, I think he's just gonna end after his next contract with the Astros. That's he's been good enough. with the Astros too, like very oh, yeah. good. My update on the Manny Legacy situation. Okay, 0-1-0-2 season, Legacy was backing up Dominic Hasek when Osgood was waived by the Wings. Okay. So there's that for you. Um, all right, 36. 
we'll probably agree on this one too, but Trent, go ahead. Rashid Wallace, heart and yeah. soul of the Pistons. Actually, Ben Wallace was, but you know what I mean? She was the final piece of the puzzle. Rashid. Final piece of the puzzle was Rashid Wallace. They make the trade. Obviously, he wore number 30 when they won the title, but 36 the rest of his career in Detroit. Also was an assistant coach for a little bit, people forget. But she'd one oh, of the geez. great one of the great characters ever in uh in, in Detroit. Seriously. Dude, Just like pure him. entertainment, watching this guy talk, watching him play. Dude, awesome. Rashid was the best. Rashid at the end of Rashid's career, too, where they had, like, the technical thing, like, you'd say, oh, he's going to get suspended for a couple of games. Like, because I think it was, like, past 17, and I think he had, like, 30 one year. Like, in one of his, like, <laughs> yeah. he's still I think pretty he, good he player. has the record. Doesn't he have yeah. the record? Uh, he has to. George Bell's 36, too, right? George yeah. Bell's 35. 35? Oh, 35, 35, 35. Yeah. My bad. I was thinking about that. I was like, okay, George Bell's not there. But, yeah, Rashid. Rashid, low block turnaround was in every single time even though he never wanted to shoot that shot but whenever he wanted to do that that was two points one of the first ever stretch fours seriously if you think about it and actually his yeah, natural uh, position is center but like he played the four because ben wallace a was a defender. beast yeah they don't win the title without sheed obviously obviously, I don't, I don't, obviously. yeah but i mean he was, he was like he was their best player for a couple of years there too when they were going to eat like when they played the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals, I like I think he would like Chauncey and him were like bad like probably their two best players. That's such a weird yeah. era because they just like went to Eastern Conference Finals and you're like, yeah, they're not getting to the finals, but they're making it to the Eastern Conference Finals every year. Uh, yeah, dude, I don't know. And and you know what else? People forget one last thing about Sheed is all this conversation about Melo, like what if the Pistons pick Carmelo Anthony, how many rings do they have? I don't know if they have any because they don't trade for Sheed. That's the thing. Also, if they have, don't – they would have took it – like I've seen people tweet that. They would have taken Chris Bosh if they didn't take – if they didn't take well, yeah, Darko. probably because they already had Tayshaun. They didn't – we didn't need wings. We just didn't. I don't they know. Didn't want, they didn't want like Carmelo. It's it's a great stupid, what if it's it's I, a great yeah. what if for people to talk about, but at the end of the day, dude, like the way sports work, and we experience this now as all of our teams stink, like bad, bad, bad. We realize you got to take that one championship and just be thankful, even though we weren't around for it really. You know, we were little kids, but you have they to still you have were to just take unbelievable the one ring and not complain for my whole yeah. childhood. Yeah, they were they were a great team, and and obviously certain moves don't get made if Carmelo was drafted. Dude, people don't talk about how electric the palace was. Yeah. People don't know, talk yeah. about Pe- – no, like, people like people are like, oh, dude, the Joe's great, like, during the playoffs. I'm like, dude, you go to the palace in the playoffs with the thunder sticks, it was a different atmosphere. Well, especially because it's huge, too. Dude, it was – it would get so loud with the thunder sticks. And, and then you had Mason when he was cooking. I, I mean, it, I mean, it was a show. The, pal- the palace was uh, – they got – what did they have, like a 10-year, like, sellout streak or something crazy yeah, like some, that? Some, something crazy. God, it's so sad to think about. Anybody else got anything for Sheed? Nope. No, I love Sheed. 37, who we got? Max Scherzer, iconic yep. pitcher for my yep. entire childhood almost, and then, you know. Gross. He was so Whatever, gross. but he, he was disgusting. I remember watching him – how many – what was his record in 2012? Yeah, Wasn't I don't it know. something crazy? 20, he lost like one game. 20-something, and I, I think he won over 20 games, I feel like. Yeah, I, the, I just – I remember it was like – look it up. 
it was it was like a seven o'clock start, and it was against the Indians in the middle of that summer. And I just remember watching him, and he struck out some dude in the eighth inning, and the Tigers were up like two Fire to one, up. and he he just like gave this Lost fist it. bump, and I yeah, just started, I, I just remember he's me a and my dad screaming. Yeah, he was twenty-one and three in twenty thirteen, dude. That is fucking crazy. No, Think like, about who this does though. That? Scherzer was really good for the Tigers for like a couple of years, but like the Tigers did not even remotely get him at his best. Like he yeah, has been so much better at the net. That's like, yeah. and like when he got that contract from the Nationals, everyone's like. Uh, I don't. I don't really think he deserves it. Like he's lived up to the billing. Like he's been. Pretty, he's like, been top five. He's been top five in Cy Young voting since the 2013 year when he won it. Every no, year. No, that's what I'm saying though. Like the Tigers fans were like, yeah, I, I think he had one or two years. I don't know how his like arm holds up or whatever. And he's just been gross. I've never seen a 97 mile per hour fastball move like his. I know. Like, it, it moves all over the place. Also, never forget when they sent him down to Toledo. And uh, he, he, they sent him down for one game, and I think he struck out 14 guys, and he was right back in Detroit. I think <laughs> yeah. it was that first. I think it was that first year because he came from the Granderson trade too. Yeah, it was him, Austin Jackson, and Phil Coke, right? Uh, sounds right. And I think Shalerov too. I don't know. Shut up, Phil Coke. What a psycho! All right, 38. Bondo, dude. 38. Jeremy Bonderman has to be Bonderman. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, love Jeremy Bonderman. Consensus. I did too, Absolutely. dude. That was a that was a fun staff to watch too. Bonderman, Nate Robertson, who else on the there? The like Chew. Yeah, Jones, Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers was nice for the Tigers. Zumaya. Zumaya was good setup. Mike Marath. Dude, their bullpen was pretty good that year. I mean, Rodney wasn't as good as he like was in his prime when he played on the Tigers, but like they had Rodney, Zumaya, Todd Jones is eh. Like, he was all right. Oh, but, that's what I meant. Like, like, you're, like you were talking about, like, Nate Robinson, like the Bidley Chew thing, that was a lot trick. That 06 team was a lot trick, just in general. But, I mean, Bonderman had some arm issues, but he was nasty in 06. He was a good pitcher. And uh, Jeremy Bonderman is just, like, one of those names, like Bondo. Like, yeah. like, like <laughs> every, every 40-year-old man is just like, yeah, dude, Bonderman had it going last night. I love him. Classic bobblehead. Classic bobblehead guy, too. Yes. Jeremy Bonderman, shout out. I love Jeremy Bonderman. So we're, we're, that's a consensus. That's unanimous. All, we've all we've had a lot of consensus picks here. This might be the same, too, at 39. Oh, it's not Dude. Gonna be. It's not going to be. I, okay. Trent's got I no might. idea. <laughs> He's got no clue. No, I got Ramon be. Santiago. Yeah, baby. That's who I have, too. Listen, Come on. That was, that was, yeah. that was Dude, Let, me, let me talk about this. In Dude, I love Ramon Santiago. My family, my family took a a little road trip. I think I've talked about this before. We saw that in Toronto against the Blue Jays, and then the next series was against the Red Sox. So we just kept going on the East Coast, and we went, we saw him play the Red Sox. All right, so I saw the Tigers play two games in the span of a week. It was awesome. Loved it. Ramon Santiago was my Tiger during that time. Like that that three year stretch was Delman Young and Ramon Santiago. Those are my guys, right? I wanted a Ramon Santiago jersey so bad. They don't sell them. It's like I couldn't get one. But that I just really? 39. My number was 39 as, as like a, in my that. middle school years. In my middle school years because of Ramon Santiago. I'll say this about Ramon Santiago. Really good utility player. But the fact that like he's been like a coach for the Tigers the last couple of years and he's like one yeah. or two years removed from the game and he's gotten like substantially fat. I love that. That's you know what, what I, I love about Ramon, like Ramon Santiago. And Dominic Kashik, I – 
like I said, didn't really follow the wins at that time. When I think of 39s, I'm like, Ramon, he can play second, shortstop, left field. Who knows? No maybe chance, throw him at third base. Love dude, Ramon Santiago. Yeah, ask anyone in the city. Ramon Santiago, all-time good old Dude, Ramon Santiago, all-time good Oatley guy. Great. He, yeah, he, he wore a nice pair of Oatleys. I don't know what he looks like. Oh, yeah. That. <laughs> Dominic Oshik like without him. Dude, it's not uh, – we're doing this list differently. Dominic Oshik is obviously, like, the best 39, but, like – Okay, Ramon's well, that, that, thank you. <laughs> I Ramon's my, thank you. Ramon's my guy. I'll take the Dominator at 39. Then 40, I got a feeling I know where Trent's going because he's going to forget, but – no, Trent, I got, got Zetterberg. I don't All know. right, I mean, Overland Beer. You think I don't know Zetterberg? Obviously, Overland I, I, Beer. I got to give Villain Beer a shout out because he was like the anchor of the bad boys. Like, he Dude, was the reason about- their identity became what it was because Jack McCloskey was like, I got to have this guy. And he goes and gets Dude. him, pairs him with Isaiah, and Bill is just a bully and he's cool with it. He completely embraced it. He was also really good. He won a couple rebounding titles, made a couple all star teams for the Pistons. But, like, obviously, Zetterberg. My my mind went to Lane Beer first. I'm not gonna lie. I know it did. Like, Trust me, I know it just, did. Just because I'm a Pistons guy, that's how I think. But you know, obviously Henrik Zetterberg, the greatest 40 we've ever seen in Detroit. Dude, Thank I you. think I think Lane Beer is more iconic, but Hank is better. Like yeah, yeah like I I pinched Zetterberg no, because 100 percent wrong. No, no, you're not. What are you talking about? Was dude, Zetterberg, he, <laughs> dude? Well, hey, think about this. Was Zetterberg ever the best player or like? When when you think of those title teams in 02, was he on three of them or two of them? Did just he get 02 one in 98? And 08. I don't he think he was on the 98 team. No. So he was on 02 and 08. And, and you, those championship teams, you don't even think about Zetterberg. I think you do. Yeah, 08. because he was playing. He was playing with what, dude? First of all, to not be no. thinking about Zetterberg is wrong. But I'm sorry that he was no. playing with Nicholas Lindstrom, who might be the best I, defenseman I, to ever play hockey. I understand that, but you talk <laughs> about the bad boys, and Lambeer is literally the second guy. You well, yeah, I mean, he was. That's he why, was That's the, the same yeah. when we're talking about iconic. But when I'm talking about Henrik Zetterberg, he was like my guy on the wings. I loved Hank. And, and when they played in the West semis in, I think I was in eighth grade, and he got in Jonathan Taves' head that I don't know what game that was. Do you remember that, Rebs? Well, they, I know they went to – that wasn't the series. They went to seven games, correct? That was a Yeah, it was heartbreaking. the fifth game. Yeah. It was when Brendan Smith was wheeling and dealing, and then the next two games he was the worst hockey player in America. Uh, but, like, I'll never forget that game five where he was just getting on Jonathan Taves' nerves. I was like, dude, I love Hank. This is like, I, and, and he was a really good player for them for a long time. And great hair, all-time beard. I think he has the yes. best beard in sports. I agree. Beard. All-time beard and hair combo. All right. Well, that's our 31 through 40. We'll save uh, the, what, 41 through 50 for next week. Um, do we have a who am I ready, Colin? Do you have anyone in mind? Yes, I do. Wait one sec, oh. though. Okay, cool. That was good. I'm glad I'm glad we didn't have to go through 50 today because I do have to finish this project by midnight. So that's that's good for us. Oh yeah, you're good. You're good. It's actually better because we get to stretch out the content a little bit more. You know. Oh, I know. Yeah. I mean, if we're not gonna have sports forever, I mean, yada. For the rest of that. Yeah, we may as well spend you know a half hour paying homage to our favorite Detroit athletes. Absolutely. Dude, when like. Like you said, Trump, there's never going to be a time like this. Probably, like, in our lifetime, at least. Yeah. Well, we didn't, I, think, it's just it was, nuts. We didn't think a time like this was going to happen in general ever, and it did, so. Yeah, well, I mean, hey. Be happened. careful. Okay. Okay. Well, for my who am I, I, I think this is in the ballpark of both you guys. I, I, I hope. And 
I'm going to phrase this. I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the show. This guy is my dad's all-time least favorite pl- player in Detroit Tigers history. So really? Like, I've, never, I've never heard you talk about it, but. That, that is the first clue. So I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> that is the first You know what's clue. funny is already that's kind of ringing about. I remember you saying that, but I don't remember who it was. So we're going to have to figure I, this I th- out. I think, it, it, it'll, it, like you said, I think I've mentioned it before. But, uh, yeah, okay. Let me. I, I had all the facts pulled up, and then I accidentally pe- pr- pressed on baseball reference instead of Wikipedia. That's a disaster. Can't have that. You know, it happens. I've actually okay. done that exact thing before. It's okay. Baseball reference and basketball reference are so good. I Elite, know. dude. Anything you ever need. It's right there. It's unbelievable. I don't know who. That's what I use when I write things. Everything. Do they get? Paid they for might. That? They have to, dude. They got that. They got so much information on there. It's crazy if you actually think about it. Every stat for every player ever. Okay. Okay, you guys ready? Ready yes. to roll. Let's do it. I attended Durant High School in Plant City, Florida, and was the 18th round pick in the Major League Baseball draft by my hometown Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Unfortunately, I chose not to sign and decided to play at the University of Florida. After that didn't work out, I transferred to South Florida Community College. Interesting. So he never played for the Rays? Nope. All right. Okay. After two seasons of college baseball, the Detroit Tigers selected me in the fifth round of the 2001 Major League Baseball draft. 2001? Yes. I signed and began playing in the minor leagues at third base, my natural position at the time. Okay, all right. I, it, I mean, come on. I'm looking. I'm looking. You got to get the good facts. You got to weed out the bad ones, get the good facts. There's like there's like this random stuff. It's like in 2002, he had a hip strain. I'm like, yeah, I think that's a really helpful fact with Wikipedia. <laughs> like, who writes that? Did Ryan Rayburn write this? Oh, God. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yep, that was, that, uh, my bad. That's on me. I'll have another that, one next week. That doesn't that count. That is so funny. Unreal, I, you know, I think we probably both would have got it. But I was my my first thought when you said guys that your dad didn't like, I just thought Ryan Rayburn because I don't know why he was so unlikable to me too. But dude, I hated that guy. You know where my mind went first for some reason was Andrew Romine, but obviously when it was two thousand one, it's like that's not a possibility. But dude, that, that's da- funny. My, dude, my dad hated like when I think of like. Does everyone's dad like absolutely? If their dad's like a big sports fan, they just hate guys for no reason. At least yeah, my Joaquin dad was like Benoit. that. Well, Joaquin dude, Benoit has there's a reason we hate him, but yeah. dude, my dad hated Valverde. Like the, even the year he <laughs> saved every game, I was like, "Daddy, get saves." He's like, "I don't like that he walks people. He walks too many people. I don't like it." Like <laughs> That's that, funny. absolutely despise Ryan Rayburn. Like I don't know why. I mean, he was like a role player, but I, I, I mean, I think he played pretty regularly in left field a couple. Dude. Years. I think he, he did, too, because I just – I remember watching him hit all the time. He hit some bombs, though. I don't know. He was, like – he was fine, like, whatever. And Chris Allen on Michigan State's 2009 Final Four team, my dad wanted that guy, like, like – he said, dude, can't have Chris Allen on the floor. I was like, what, dad? He's, he's like, telling people – he's like, why did he – what is Allen doing? I'm like, dad, he's not even on the floor. Like, he, he, got, <laughs> he like got to a point like that. 
My bad, that's by funny. the way. Did, did, no, no, no. That's, I can't it, believe I just did that. It happens. That's okay. Unprecedented times. Did anyone else ever call this dude Ryan Rugburn? Because my dad called him that, and I don't know if he no. made that up or if that was a thing. I no. feel like that's a thing. It's a great Okay, idea. so you, you've it's heard of that before? Idea. Yeah, Ryan yeah, Rugburn. I've never heard of that in my life. My dad called dude, him. Dude, I, I will say this, though. The Wikipedia on Ryan Rayburn was ridiculous. Like, how did they have – they had so <laughs> When I did this on Matt Joyce – like, there was nothing on Matt Joyce. And Matt Joyce was actually good, like, in MLB. Like, why is Ryan Rayburn? Rayburn, Rayburn got somewhat decent in Cleveland, I remember, kind of. I mean, he play, I mean, he played for a really long time. And he, this, just re- he just retired two years ago, yeah. So he played Dude, for a while. He, he played with the Tigers in 2004 and then didn't get to play with the Tigers until 2007. Like, think about that. You get a little taste of the big leads in that September call-up. And then the next yeah. three years, you're batting the yeah. minors. Sounds That's sounds kind of like Baz Cameron. Just keep hearing the name. I think Cameron will be, would have been up this year by September. I hope so. I hope so. Well, I guess we'll never know. Maybe we yeah. will. Do we have any other pressing topics before we end the show? I'm sorry. I, I'll have another one next week. <laughs> okay, we'll call, we'll call this one a That's DNF. Okay. Yeah. So our standings, Kyle yeah. and I are still at 5-2. and two. Trent will have a chance to go back to over 500 next week, I guess. Jason Jones, baby. Last week. That was ridiculous. I, that was brutal. Is that <laughs> it? Are we done? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think we does are. Any, done. Do, does anyone have it? I feel like I, it's so nice talking to you guys because it, it, like, <laughs> Yeah, I, dude, it's fun. I agree. I agree. If I, I hate to get like sad. It just makes me feel like life is somewhat normal. <laughs> I don't think I've You do this heard. for like eight hours. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. I Collins, I actually appreciate that because Ryan Collins is like the one guy in the friend group who it's like almost impossible trying to get a hold of him sometimes because he's just dude, like, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, dude, I'll, he's like I'll the say kind this. of guy that you text happy Easter. I hope you guys have a great day with your family, and he never texts you back. That's the kind of guy <laughs> you still love him anyway. Did you? It's good I, to hear I that you like us. I you've never once like told us that you liked us before. So this was nice. Okay, dude, I settle down. But uh, I. I'm one of those guys, and I, it, Hank, on part of my Tate said this today, not today, a couple of weeks ago, where you mentally text someone back, but you actually don't do it. <laughs> like, I do it all the time. I, and that's like the case, especially in group chats, because I'm in so many. Like, if I send yeah. one group chat out, I'm like, okay, I did that one already. Like, I mentally already, like, in my head, did something. And then I'll look back like three hours. I'm like, now I can't send something. Because that would be weird if I sent. I know what you're saying. I have done that before too. But I do for that me, all the time. It's usually because I'm under the influence Ugh. of something else. Or do, or if I'm in a group chat with people I don't necessarily like want to respond to, when you guys are also in that chat, I just wait for someone else to break the ice. And, and yeah, if no one breaks the ice. I'll just never respond in that chat the whole time. Okay, okay. I listen. I I've, I understand your thinking. I understand your thinking. It's still funny, but I get it. I, it makes sense to me. Like, I, I've been there. Been there, done that. Okay. Well, Colin, that's nice to hear that you enjoy spending time with us. That means a lot. I do. I, I do. I needed that today. It only, we'll, took, uh, it only took a pandemic for me to realize. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Well, hey, we'll send this one out here. We have two episodes to get out to the people before the draft. Uh, once the draft comes around, I guess we'll probably just try to postpone our episode until after it happens so we can give you – we'll try to get creative. I don't know. Who knows? We'll, yeah. we'll figure it out. But we'll figure it out. Uh, yeah. that being said, that's going to be it for us today on the Motown Rundown for Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins. I'm Ryan Rabinowitz. Submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show at Motown underscore Rundown on Twitter or on the Facebook page at Motown Rundown. 
Do not miss a single episode of the show. We're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You have nothing else to do. So listen to the pod. We have new episodes every week. See you next time. You have been listening to the Motown Rundown, brought to you by Impact 89 FM WDBM. For all your Michigan State and Detroit sports coverage, visit impact89fm.org sports, and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes.